0: From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Maloney, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by John Kores, the president and CEO of Tampa General Hospital. John, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Uh, It's great to be with you.
0: Let's dive in. This season's focus is creativity. You've written extensively on the impact of leadership on teams and organizations. From your research and experience, what are some creative ways in which leadership can help healthcare organizations overcome one of the most pressing challenges, labor shortages?
1: Well, I think, you know, when you think about labor shortages, whether it's in the healthcare industry or quite frankly, any industry, because we're all plagued with this right now, this is what's commonly referred to as a macro event. This isn't happening to any one industry or any one company. This is happening to everybody across the state, across the country, and quite frankly, across the world in a lot of cases. So I think when you think about creativity, you think about how leadership plays a role in dealing with labor shortages. If you're an owner of a business, or if you're someone who runs an organization, I think it boils down to two very big focuses. One, you need to focus on your organizational climate, and you need to focus on your organizational culture. Salary and wages are driven by labor markets. They're driven by market forces. And most organizations have the wherewithal and the ability to deal with adjusting salaries and adjusting benefits, adjusting work schedules to accommodate the employee or in what we call the team member. But lots of team members think about where they're going to spend their time based on what the culture of an organization is like, what the climate of the organization is like. And leaders drive the climate and the culture. And so what we do at TGH and what I recommend others do, not just in the healthcare industry, but in industries across our country, is you really focus on how leaders can influence the climate and culture of the business that you either own or that you run. And there's really probably four areas that I think you need to focus on as a leader, particularly through this very tight labor market. The first is you want to build an organization that team members think are authentic, right? Are very real. You want to be an authentic leader. You want to be who you are. not try to be somebody that you think other people want you to be. Team members, particularly the younger generation, relate really well with people that are real and people that are comfortable with who they are. So that's, so authenticity is really important. The second piece to this is this notion of transparency. Particularly in our society, in our cultures now, transparency's hard. There's lots of people out there that are anxious, that are tired, that are frustrated, that are disenchanted, and it's ex- it's being exacerbated by inflationary factors. It's being exacerbated by a potential looming recession. They say potential looming recession. So people are anxious when you're transparent with people. You build trust because transparency tends to line up really well with what you say versus what you do. And if you say you're going to do something and you actually do what you say you're going to do and you explain the reason why behind it. Trust improves, trust increases. Very important for your employees to believe and understand and see and feel the transparency that you have as a leader. The other two focuses around kindness and showing real vulnerability. You want to be kind hearted to people. You want to recognize people's idiosyncrasies, their vulnerabilities, you want to treat The people that work for you like actual human beings, understand their frailties and organize around the human being. Kindness is incredibly important. And then finally, when you think about leadership and curating and building an organizational climate and culture, showing vulnerability is really important. Somehow over the years, over the decades, We've equated vulnerability with weakness, that is completely wrong in my opinion. You need to start equating showing vulnerability with strength and confidence. Admit when you don't know something, admit when you make a mistake, admit when you need help from others to do something in your business. And when you start to put all of these things together as a leader, you start to build a healthy and vibrant culture, which helps drive retention in your organization. People want to work for people that they trust. People want to work for organizations where they feel safe in. People want to work for organizations that have a real engagement in the mission and vision of that organization. And that connection to you as a leader is critically important.
0: Down all these elements of leadership, uh, one thing that sticks out to me, especially when I think of healthcare, is kindness. You know, it's important to have internally uh, with employees and colleagues, uh, but so important with patients. And I'm sure that that's an important thing that resonates at uh, TGH.
1: It, it absolutely does. I mean, kindness, you know, look, when we we lead with authenticity, transparency, kindness, and vulnerability, we lead with that for a lot of the reasons I just stated. But we also lead with that because we know and expect that that will trickle down to the patient experience. People come to us scared. People come to us with life threatening illnesses and diseases. People need to be treated like human beings, not like their illness, not like their disease, but like a person. And we can never forget that the people that we're caring for They are aunts, they are uncles, they are fathers, they are mothers, they are grandparents, and they are children of of others. And we can never lose sight of the human element of what we do, because it's the human element that differentiates us from so many others. You focus on the whole person and kindness is critically important to that.
0: Absolutely. Over the past two years, healthcare operators had to deal not only with COVID-19, but also with the mental health consequences of the pandemic. In fact, the leading pediatric groups in the United States declared a national emergency in children's mental health. As we are progressively coming back to normalcy, what is your assessment of the provision of mental health services and what more needs to be or can be done?
1: Mental health is a very big issue in general in our society. It's being acutely felt in healthcare. Since the start of the pandemic, we've lost over 400,000 healthcare workers from our industry nationally. Wow. The healthcare workers that are here today are stressed, strained, they feel great degrees of anxiety, sadness. We have to take care of the whole person. We have to be there for the healthcare worker well past this COVID-19 pandemic. Because there's no question that people are going to feel this years after the pandemic is declared sort of over and in the, in and then as it transitions into the endemic phase. And this post-traumatic stress that people are going to feel will be very real. Healthcare organizations across our country need to be there for the men and women that have sacrificed day after day for their communities. And we do all sorts of things at Tampa General Hospital to support the mental well being and health of our team members. From at the elbow support with crisis counselors and psychologists, to more longitudinal work where they can tap in to mental health workers in a more traditional setting where they can talk about what they've been going through in therapy sessions to all sorts of other crisis management work. We have to be there for the men and women of our healthcare industry that have been there for us for over two years dealing with and fighting. COVID-19, it is an epidemic. And we can never lose sight that we have to take care of our people. We have to show them kindness. We have to show them love. We have to provide support. It is critically important that we, all of us, all of us focus on this. Because remember, these are the men and women that are charged with caring for us and a healthy community equates to a healthy economy and a healthy economy equates to prosperity that is sustainable over time. So you have to think about it in terms like that. It's not only the right thing to do for the individual, but it's the right thing to do for our economy and for the people that make the economy work.
0: Adopting a preventative approach to healthcare has become an effective strategy to reduce the burden on emergency services and improve the overall performance of healthcare systems. How can hospitals contribute to the consolidation of healthier societies through creative and preventative measures?
1: Well, we have to be part of the conversation. First off, we have to take a look at the people that we care for in a holistic way. And when I and when I mean a holistic way, I mean mind, body, spirit. We have to be part of the conversation, part of the solution, we have to think about more innovative ways we can deliver care in a safer, higher quality way, while at the same time lowering cost and passing that value on to the consumers of healthcare, the employers and the patients themselves. Health and wellness is a critical component to that journey. Keeping people healthy and well keeps people in our societies in our communities contributing thoughtfully and effectively to the economy so we have to be at those tables thinking about ways we can be an enabler to people's work related to health and wellness we do all sorts of things at tampa general for our community that are related to the health and wellness of this community from mobile clinics into community underserved communities taking care of people before they end up at our hospital the health and wellness programs that are more oriented around sort of the consumer who wants to learn how to eat well live well make better decisions we're in the middle of those discussions providing solutions for our community health systems around the country need to continue to be involved a big initiative we're working on right now is food is medicine and this notion that eating well making good choices contributes to the overall health of an individual and quite frankly if done well done consistently can uh, can avoid the unnecessary reliance on certain medications, on coming into the hospital, in seeking treatment, all sorts of behavioral changes in our society by the individuals in our communities really can contribute to their own health and to the health and wellness of the health system across the country. Those are the types of conversations that we are involved in, and it's very grassroots for us. It's very organic. We wanna be in every community. We wanna be engaged with every type of individual in our communities. We wanna be collaborating and innovating with other companies and organizations that rely on us to provide healthcare. Prevention is critically important to the journey that we're all on as it relates to staying healthy and well.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. You know, as we round out this discussion today on creativity, what are some unique ways that you're fostering creative thinking across TGH?
1: Sure. We, we have um, a couple of big, we have lots of things that we're doing to foster creativity. I mean, part of our vision is, you know, our vision is simple. Our vision is to be the safest, most innovative academic health system in America. That's the journey that we're on. So creativity is critically important two big initiatives that we're working on and that, are, that, are, that are, have been up and have been running and have been very successful for us in fostering creativity and innovation. The first is the People Development Institute that we started with the University of South Florida and the Muma College of Business over slightly over a year ago. And the thesis is if you want your people to think differently, behave differently, act differently, produce different results, you need to train them. You need to invest in them. You need to invest in them both professionally and personally. Every single team member at TGH, and we have close to 10,000 team members. Every team member has access to the People Development Institute. their are classes that are run in conjunction with USF to teach people, not just about leadership, but about creativity innovation about challenging the status quo about thinking and behaving differently and it's for everyone in our environment they are widely successful widely popular they're used quite a bit and that program is growing and growing and growing And it's great because there's all sorts of individuals that are getting educated on the importance and significance of thinking differently to help transform our health system. What we want is we want 10,000 innovators innovating every single day in little ways and in, in big ways. The other initiative that we're working on and that we've been working on for several years is something called LEAD TGH. Lead TGH is a program for new leaders or for people who want to get into leadership. We're teaching them all of the leadership principles. A lot of what we talked about today, we're teaching them through a collaborative experience for a year around, it's a cohort of about 30 to 50 people. They get into a year experience around leadership. We bring in people from all over the state, from our communities, from all sorts of different industries to talk about their journey, their stories, how they lead. We Once you get through with that program after a year, you then get into a mentorship program, into the alumni program of Lead TGH, where you're paired up with a mentor who continues the teaching and learning and self-exploration. And that's really an effort to build and to grow our future leaders. Those are just a few of the ways that we're really driving on creativity and innovation, and it's working. If you look at the results of our institution, if you look at the at the growth of our institution. If you look at the improvements we're having in cost and quality and service and clinical outcomes, this is being driven by people. This is being driven by people that are engaged, they're focused. They're disciplined. They have a passion for what they're doing. And programs like I just described are critically important in that journey. And and you can take what I just shared with you. You can apply it to any industry and in any business, whether you have five people or 5,000 people, you can do this work. And it's important work not only for your own business, but for the economies that you're in and that you're supporting in and around this state.
0: You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.